Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. Well, good morning. Man, could we just listen to that thing again? That beat was fire, right? I know. I was like, oh, yeah. But then I realized I can't dance. So... I mean, I got a little bit, but not a whole lot. That's about it. Hey, welcome. Those of you who are joining online, those of you who are here for, for, for the very first time, uh, it is good. When What a powerful start to our time together, right? Worship, man, there's something beautiful about that. And I got some of you guys getting really excited about worship. At one point, I thought we were leading, <laughs> right? They're like, these guys are like, we're, we're singing it. We're, do it. we're doing this. So it is so good to be with you. Um, we are actually kicking off a brand new series of talks uh, today, talking about the idea of being with people, with people. And I think uh, being with people is an art, isn't it? It's not a science, it's, a, it's an art. Because when you think of being with people, there are some people, you've been, for a, you've been with them for a long time. Have you ever met people like that? You're like, these, these two people have been there too much, too long. They're just too... That is too long, okay? There's some people like you love being with, and then have you ever gotten to a point where you're like, I no longer want to see you ever again? <laughs> like, it's that one trip that you made, and you're like, I'm done. We done. We are over. I know all about you, and I, the rest of it, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. It's an art, isn't it? It truly is. And the deal is, is that um, there's no getting around the idea of being with people. We live with people. We work with people, right? We have to deal with we got, we got people. And I know, I mean, I love people. I love people. I, I do. It's one of my things. I think it's my pers personality. So I love, like, doing stuff with people. I just, I love eating with people. I just do. Eating alone, I don't like it. I like eating with people because then I get to eat your food. And I, I get to, you get to share with me. And so it's, it's really great, right? I love doing that. I'm watching movies. I got to do it with people. I do. I've got, I'm that guy. I'm like, hey, look at what's happening. It's awesome, right? Some of you guys are like, you are my nightmare. You know what? I got other people I can hang out with. I don't need to be your friend, you know? But I love being with people. And then, but, 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 but your boy does need to be alone sometimes. I do. I do. Like the first hour when I wake up, I need to be alone. Oh, God. What are you doing? Somebody wants to talk to me. Like Ashley, my wife, we've been married for like a gazillion years, 23 years, okay? And she knows. The first, when she, when I wake up, she's been up. And she's excited about life. She's done, she's written, she's written two books. I mean, I don't even know, but she's so pumped about it, so pumped about it, right? I walk up, and she's like, hey, let me sh share with you. I'm like, no, mm, mm, no, no. And then I'm going to go have my coffee. And listen, i got to have my coffee alone, okay? Some days Jesus isn't even invited. I mean, like, really. He's sort of talking to me. I'm like, no, I can't, no, no. Leave me alone for a little bit. I just need to wake up, 
right? The problem is, though, we got to get better at relationships because you, when you think about it, right, the most significant moment in your life uh, is connected to uh, people. Like, think about it. I mean, I know, I know there have been very satisfying moments in your life, like that first coffee, right, alone, by yourself, or watch a, or whatever you love to do by yourself. I get that. It's super satisfying. But the significant moments, the moments that people are going to remember um, you by or you're going to remember people by are moments when you were with them. And so we have to get better at being with people. And this pandemic hasn't helped at all. Because I think some of you, you're like, I was a people person, and now you're like, no, I'm not. I'm a pandemic person. I'm not a, I'm not, like, there's a, there's like, I'm, I'm good. You're too close. You're too close to me right now, right? It's like, still, we're still getting used to elevators, right? Some of you are like, I'm not doing that now. I'm good. I'm good. We, 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 we've changed. So we have to learn to get better at it. And it's not just such a practical thing. I mean, yes, being, uh, learning the art of being with other people. In relationships, being, getting into relationships, staying in relationships, and maybe even leaving relationships. We have to get better at this. And not just because it's just one of a cool thing to do and all that. No, because it's highly spiritual. See, one of the things that Jesus did in, in, in trying to reclaim uh, spirituality is that he stepped into human history and he began to teach us what it means to be truly human. And if we don't understand the art of being together, we're going to miss out in our spirituality. Like, in fact, you cannot, you cannot actually grow to be a spiritual person without other people in your life. So some of you, you might go, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. And no, no shade on people who are watching. I mean, you're like, you know what, this is my season right now, I just need to do this. I get that, I feel that. But there is no way you can grow spiritually without other people in your life and dealing with, living with, working with, growing with other people. In fact, in Genesis, here's what God said here. The story of um, Genesis records like uh, the, the account of creation. And I think one big statement in here is this one right here. Genesis 2.18. What does it say? It says, it is not what? Good for the man to be what? Alone. It is not good for man to be alone. It's not. And he's talking about the man. He's talking about the man. No, he's, because it's a story. It's, a, it's, a, it's telling a story of creation. Basically, humankind, not good to be alone. And this is not just a, hey, I think I should make Eve, or I think I should make more of these guys. No, 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 it's not. It's more than that. Like, for example, let me give you another passage of Scripture. This is First Corinthians. Paul says this. He says, now these things remain. Faith, hope, and what? Love. But the greatest of these is what? Love. Now, love, for so many of us, we know it's the greatest thing. We, we understand that love is the highest, you know, thing that we need to uh, aspire to. I mean, it, it is the one thing, if we can get better at this. Did you know that it's so much easier to love when there's no people? <laughs> Did you know that? Like, for example, you've heard this passage before, right? 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13, if you've ever been to a wedding, you've, seen, you've heard this, okay? This is it. This is the one. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does, I'm tired. Like, like okay, well, let's keep on going. It, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. Oh, my gosh, it keeps on going. It not, it's not easily angered or frustrated. Okay, it keeps no records of what is this thing? 
Like, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. Really, though? Some people on Instagram, they need to have it coming. Anyways, um, it's, it's, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love what? Never fails. Let, let me tell you. It would be so, I am, listen, listen. I am so patient when there's no one around. Like, I am very kind to myself. I can, do, I can do envy all day long when I don't see you. Like, this is, all, this is great. I don't need to boast. The problem is, is that God insists and has linked our spirituality with being with people. I make joke about that. I, but I think for so many of us, we have to learn to get better at this. And this is a very practical series of talks. But this is very uh, important. Because I think what's happened is that if you look at the church and Christianity, we have, we, we have focused on so much that we need to believe and not really focused on how we behave. And the world, in, in a sense, if there is any kind of division between the church and the world, it's not going to care what we believe. It's going to look at how we behave. And Christians don't even play well together. That they don't even know how to be together. You have church hurt. I have church hurt. Why? It's connected to people not understanding how to really be with one another. And so what we've done is we go, okay, love, love, love. Let's read these passages when we go to weddings. But let's just talk about deeper things. But then by, and, and, and focus on, on believing all these things. But all the while not becoming the people God wanted us to become. And so in the life of Jesus seems to be just these ideas of belief. But yet when you look at the scriptures, and you look at the life of Jesus, he was a guy who knew how to be with people, to stand up for people, to sit with people, to cry with people, to be there for them even when they betrayed him, to just really be in relationship. He knew everything he did was connected to relationship. And so this series of talks is very important, I think, for some of us as we're leading businesses, as we're leading companies or teams. Your biggest issue right now is connected to a person. You know that. You're like, yes, I do. And I'm going to send that email. No, don't. Relax. <laughs> Calm down. Okay? You know there's so much grief in your life is connected to people. So why wouldn't God say, hey, hey, I really need you to focus on this. So how do we do this? So here's what I'm going to do. We're going to take about six, seven weeks and talk about some certain questions. And then for some of us, you're like, oh, this isn't that spiritual. I need a lot of Bible. Well, this, we're going to have a lot of Bible, but this is super, super practical. Okay? So the first question I want to ask you is this. Okay? The question is, do people want to be with you? And you're like, oh. To some of you, I know your personality. You're like, of course they do. <laughs> Look at me. I am amazing. Right? Others of you are like, oh, no, maybe not. Like, you can go any extreme. Others of you are like, uh, I never thought about that. I'm always asking, do I want to be with them? I've never thought, uh, do people really want to be with me? Yeah, do people really want to be with you? Look around. You're like, yeah, they do, I think. I think. Think about it. So this morning, the first thing we need to tackle is this idea of with, is do people want to be with you? Is this idea of you and I being self-aware. So self-aware is a concept that I think a lot of people have written about, and Scripture talks about it, but I want us to deep dive into what does it mean to be self-aware? 
Now, there is, if you read articles on it, and there are books written about this, there's this, uh, there's this idea of being in, in, uh, internally self-aware and externally self-aware. Now, internally self-aware is the question of why, right? People who are like self-aware, they go, okay, why did I do this, right? Maybe you're one of those people. You know, why, why do I act like this? Why do I do this? Why do I do that? And so that's a one area of being self-aware. Why do I do the things I do? Okay? Now, well, that's good and all. There's also an external self-awareness. And self, external self-awareness is connected to this idea of, like, what do people think? What do people think about me? Like, I know why I do what I do, but why do people think, why do, I, why do they think I do what I do? Do, do you know what I'm saying? You're like, no, I don't. No idea what you're saying. It's this idea of like going, what do people really say about you? That is a very tough question, isn't it? Jesus actually asked that question. Did you know that? Uh, Matthew 16. Matthew 16, here's what he says. Matthew 16, he turns at one point and he says, he goes to his disciples. He says, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Like, who do you think people, what do you people think about me? Who, who do you, who do you? Because Jesus knew that as much as you can be self-aware and be focused on this internal conversation of like, hey, I want to be really careful of why I do what I do, and I want to be extremely intentional, it does not matter if other people don't see it. If the people, if your spouse, if your kids don't see it, if what they perceive you to be matters in life. So how is this super spiritual? How, well, how are we going to jump into it? I think I want to give you kind of my definition of what it means to be self-aware, okay? In, in, in especially connecting it to the scriptures, because you can read on your own all the psychology books out there, and there's really some great ones. But I want to give you, I want to go back to the Old Testament, talk about a guy who was extremely self-aware and like really focused on that, and he's a poet, he is a uh, warrior, he was, he was the second king uh, of Israel. Anybody want to take a wild guess on who I want to be talking about? David, exactly, David. David is the guy who wrote a lot of lyrics of some of the Psalms. Uh, he, he was a musician as well. He, he was a guy who kept on thinking about why. He was very self-aware. He was aware of his good stuff and his bad stuff, but it made him a person that God could really use so the end of this, the reason why you and I need to be self-aware is not just for ourselves, but that God could use us and that we could be fruitful in, in other people's lives. And in fact, you and I could be better at being spouses and better at being parents and better at being just friends and better being the church. So let's jump in. Uh, let me give you the definition that I think that I want to use. Uh, we are going to go to Psalms 139. Psalms 139, I'm going to kind of go through the whole thing. It's not a whole lot. We'll go through it really quick. But this gives me the definition. As I was thinking about this, I thought, what does, it, what does it look like for you and I to understand in light of a conversation, a spiritual conversation, like in light of the fact that we are, are in relationship with God? Uh, for some of us, we know it's, it's with Jesus. We've given our lives to him. What does it look like? This is the definition, okay? And it's, uh, forgive me because it kind of not doesn't rhyme or anything like that, but it's one of those you're like, he is such a pastor, preacher. I'm so sorry, but this is what it is, okay? Okay, Be, being self-aware, if you're taking notes, this is it, okay? Being self-aware is knowing that you are a mystery, that you are a masterpiece. Some of you guys are like, oh, I like that, okay. Okay, you're a mystery, you're a masterpiece, and you are a mess, 
Yes, you are a hot mess, okay? So say it with me. Okay, actually, actually let's have some fun. Turn, turn to the person you, that you want to turn to and say, and say, you're a mystery. You're a mystery. Like, seriously, I have no idea what you're talking about every day. No, no, you're a mystery. Okay, now turn to, not yourself, someone else and say, you're a masterpiece. Say it like that. You're a masterpiece. Okay, and now just tell your whole group there, you're a mess. You a hot mess. You a hot mess. Okay, let's jump in. Let's jump in. Let me tell you why I think those three things, okay? Because David kind of goes through them. So he starts off, he says, uh, verse, first verse, verse, he says, he says, you search me, O Lord, and you know me. You know where I sit down and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before uh, you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I were to go up to heavens, the heavens, you are there. If I were to make my beds in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn and I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Then he says, surely, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me. Even, even the darkness will not be dark to you. And the light will, not shi will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. You see, this is a beautiful passage that some of us have meditated on. The talking about the, the knowing of God. Like how God is all-knowing. He's omniscient. He's uh, um, uh, all the other words of the omni. Okay? I uh, can't remember them right now. It's a, it's a joy to be with me, by the way. It's awesome. Actually, I, I sidetrack. Okay, really quick. We were in a restaurant. No, we were at a store the, yesterday. And uh, we were walking by. And I started a sentence. And I forgot that I started a sentence. And then Ashley was like, are you going to finish that sentence? And this lady walked by and she goes, ha, 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 And I turned to her and I said, you stay out of this. You have no business. She started laughing. Anyways, I never finished the sentence. But anywho, anywho, I just switched in a different language. That's what I did. So it's so funny, though, is that you realize, if you're self-aware, that you are a mystery. And then when you read something like this, you realize that there's a God out there who actually understands you. Not that he just sees you, but he's seen you. Like he sees the past. He's, he is aware of your future, but he sees you in the, uh, sorry, he sees you in the present, but he sees you in the future. See, understanding um, that, that you are a mystery, is so important. Understanding that people are a mystery allows us to be self-aware. For example, I, I cringe. I don't know. I, I, it's maybe a thing people do. But I cringe when people say, oh, I know you. And I'm like, girl, you don't know me. I don't know me. I don't. I don't. Okay? You're like, I don't. Like, for example, I, I love coffee. I absolutely love coffee. Did you know I didn't start drinking coffee uh, till I started the church? Like, yes, like 30 years later. Like, I, that's in my 30s is when I discovered coffee. And now I love it. 
Now I love it. There's stuff that I used to love and now I despise. Like I'm a flip-flop and so are you. You are a mystery. And when you and I don't understand that there is a God out there who says, hey, I know you and there's so much more to you to be known, but I know this. It allows us, it gives us the freedom to go, you know what, maybe some things I do, I don't have to actually explain. In a sense, I'm not quite sure right now if I know why I do what I do. What if you gave yourself the grace of saying, I am growing right now. I'm growing. What if you give people in your life the grace to go, they are a mystery, they're growing. And see, a mystery is not, the word mystery does not imply something that cannot be known. It means a mystery is something that will be revealed as you dig into it, as you chase after it. That's what a mystery is called. You, my friend, are a mystery. Once you dig into like, okay, why and what and how, and when you do that, when you have this path of self-discovery, why do I do this? How, how, how am I acting this way? Why do I get triggered like this? All those things are important of being self-aware. All those things point to this idea that you go, okay, okay, I don't know, but God knows. He says this, David says, you are familiar with all my ways, but I don't know. Like you, like I, like I go up to heaven, I go to, to, to hell. I mean, he basically goes through all the scenarios and he goes, you've searched me because you know me and you created me and I, I don't even know. Like David is really saying, I love the fact that you're so all-knowing because I don't know, I don't know me. What would happen? I'll tell you what would happen. What would happen is you and I would stop being, I don't know, small-minded and rigid. Your personality, it's not, it's like, have you ever met, have met someone and they've made up their mind about everything? Like they, they, they just, it's done, it's settled. And it's been settled for 20 years. Hello, time has passed. Nope, this is how we used to do it. This is how we're going to do it. Well, good luck. Have you ever been in, in, I've gone into towns before because I get to travel here and there. I'm like, oh, I'm going back in the past. And I go to some churches, I'm like, these, these people are crazy. Like, what are they doing? What's going on? Do they know what year it is? What's going on? They've stopped. They stopped. They go, I, we know this is it. It's over. And so the scriptures are not a mystery anymore. We did a series called Reimagine God last year. I, have, I had a person come up and say, I don't like that word. I was like, okay. She's like, yeah, that scares me. I was like, that excites me. She's like, no, 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 we already know. I'm like, you know what? You know, we know everything, everything there is to know about God. Oh, wow, okay. Because I don't. He's a mystery and so are you, boo-boo. So are you. You don't even know yourself. Have you ever taken a personality test? And you're like, you knew what you were, and the test goes, no, you're not. And you're like, that's why I hate personality tests, because they don't even know me. I'm so special right now. Yeah, but, yeah, I get it, yeah. Yeah, sure. What it does, though, is it gives us the grace to go, hey, this person that I've been in a relationship with, they're growing. So right now, I might not like them. 
I might not like them. I might want to fire them. I might just stay away from them. But if I give them a chance to just go, hey, they're growing, they don't even know. Then I give them grace. See, when I have kids, I realize that. I meet parents sometimes, they go, I've got to fix my kids now. So you've got to fix your kids at every age? That's, that's craziness. That's what you're drinking. Stop it. Like, you don't need it. You don't need to control everything they think. Every thought of theirs is a thought. They are what? Growing. They're okay. You just pray they come out on the other side. Okay. That's about it. But you can't control everybody. They're growing. So let's just move on. Mystery, right? The second is that you and I are a masterpiece. You see, when God was given a choice, in a sense, to make you perfect or unique, he chose unique. When he had a choice of mass-producing us or handcrafting us, he chose the creative process. And you know what's amazing about the, and the most frustrating thing about the creative process? It's never perfect. And it's super messy. And some things don't come out right. Some are like, what, what is that? What, what happened there? What happened? But just understand that you and I are a masterpiece. A masterpiece. Why? Well, David talks about it. <clears throat> he says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am, what? Fearfully and what? Wonderfully made. Your works are too wonderful. I know that full well. Now, he's not writing this looking at a mirror going, mm, I'm wonderful. Your works are wonderful. And I know it. Full well. No. No. He, he talk, he's, he's moving away. He's building on this idea of mystery. And he's saying, man, there's something beautiful about me. I don't even understand. He goes on. He says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret, in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book. Before, before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. When I'm awake, I am still with you. Man, what would it look like for you to own that you are a masterpiece? I think for some of us, we are like, ah, I love, I love this passage, I got this, I love it, but uh, it's so tough, isn't it? It's so tough because we want to believe it, but some of us are like, yeah, yeah, but man, I would change some things about me if I had a chance. How many of you would do that? You're like, I, I'm, I'm wonderfully made, but do I get options? I get it. Is there, is there, can I do something else? Can, can, we, can we, like, what would you change if you could change something about yourself? Right now, you're like, oh, I got a list. I got a list, and I'm working on it right now. It's going to cost a lot of money, but I'm working on it. <laughs> working on it. 
Why? Because we just think, we just think like, oh no, this masterpiece is this. Like Mona Lisa, for example, right? The painting, Mona Lisa painting, right? People think it's the most beautiful thing. It's a work of what? Art. So expensive. So what would Mona Lisa look like, like when, if, if she was on Instagram and saw her face? What would she do? What kind of filter would she put on there? Let me show you. Let me show you what I, th I think the Mona Lisa could look like, okay? Okay, this is, this is. Contouring can do works, people. I did not even. Mona Lisa, hey. What? Because I tell you, I'm, I'm not, this is not even a joke. Mona Lisa, if she was given the choice, she'd be like, yeah, I don't know what that, what, that was a bad day. That was a bad day. And that, that I just, I just what's, what's it called, glowed up? Yeah, that's my thing right there. That's it. That's what I want to do. Right, right. She's not looking at herself going, you guys are buying this picture? Are you kidding me right now? Okay, you can get rid of it. Okay, that's hilarious. <laughs> you would. Because I tell you what, it's so tough to kind of go, hey, I'm a masterpiece. Why? Because there's so many things wrong with you. You're like, yeah, but that's unique. That's unique. That's not being perfect. Mass producing. See, that's the problem with sometimes when people go and take their, at least their physical appearance and then start to mor morph it. Have you noticed they all start looking the same? Yes, because there's a certain kind of look that we're like, this is the look. This is the look. Man, how hard is it to be with someone who constantly, constantly, dislikes what they look like? How hard is it to be in a relationship when a person is so self-loathing, the weight of it is just, oh my gosh, it's, it's too much. Well, how, how hard is it to love someone who doesn't even appreciate themselves? It's virtually impossible. It's impossible to be with them when they are always talking about all the bad stuff, all the stuff that's not good. What would it look like for you and I to go, hey, I am, I'm a masterpiece. I'm a masterpiece. What would it look like for you and I to look, to think that way? I think for some of us, it will save our lives. And there's so many personality tests. There's so many other things that will allow you to kind of like really focus on who you are. Like, for example, our staff, we're going through um, The Six Geniuses right now. It's a business book, and, but it, was, it talks about, like, people having two particular geniuses, two competencies, and two things they really struggle with. Understanding your genius, man, gives you the, just the confidence to live and be who you are. Man, how can, how can people get close to you? And deep with you, if you're so far from yourself, if you, if you want to, if you, how can people get to you if you're trying to get away with, from who you are? It, it doesn't work that way. This guy was like, hey, hey, oh man, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully and wonderfully made. He knows this. So being self-aware is number one, you are what? You are a, we are something. 
We are something, all right, yes. You are a mystery, yes. And secondly, you are a masterpiece. And the third one, let's get to it. You a hot mess. You are a mess. You are a mess. Here's what, uh, uh, here's where I put this down here, because David starts talking, right? He, he starts the passage so beautifully, then he goes deeper and deeper and deeper, and you feel like, man, God and him are so close. It's awesome. It's great. He gets to verse 19, and all of a sudden, something happens to D David. Like, all of a sudden, he got bothered by someone else. Like, what happened? Okay, verse 19, he says, okay, he just got done talking about, like, man, when I'm awake, I'm still with you, with you. And then he goes, if only you, God, would slay the wicked. <laughs> and he's not using slay as in slay the day. No. No, he's like, no, kill him. Huh, what? 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 What happened? Then he keeps on going. It's the same. I'm not reading another passage, friends. It's the same thing. It's the same song. So, have you ever, ever heard a song? It's like, oh, I love the song, and then it goes dark. And you're like, what? No, I'm not singing that. <laughs> what? It says here, it says, if only if you would slay the wicked. Away from me, you, you who are bloodthirsty. What? They, they speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord? And abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. Okay, we don't say hate here. A lot, this is a lot of hate. And he says, I count them my enemies. He keeps on going. Search me, Lord, and know my heart. What is going on? Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. I'll tell you your thoughts. You just told me. They're not good. <laughs> See if there's any offensive way, anything, any, any offensive way in me, and then lead me in the way of everlasting. The end. What? <laughs> David is a mystery. He's a masterpiece. He a mess. <laughs> he's a mess. He's like, he wants, he's so full of loving people that sometimes he wants to slay them. Like, what? Like, for example, have you ever, like, been, like, you're good with a buddy, a co-worker or something, and then you're like, you know, let's go do lunch, and they drive? Have you ever been with a person? You've never been with them, and they're driving. And you've had two thoughts. We're either going to die, or he's going to physically kill someone. Like, the stuff that comes out of their mouth... There's like a worship tune on, and they're cussing the person. They don't even know that person. I'm like, what? I remember. I remember. This is so awesome. I remember sitting, my mouth was just dropped. I was like, what? This is the most loving person. They get, a behind, they get behind a wheel of a car in traffic. Whoo! Oh, my gosh. Demon, come out. Like, it is serious. You're like, you're going to, what, what's going on? Like, name calling. I'm like, what is going on? What's going on? Why? Because we're all like that. We're a mess. We are a mess. So, well, let me ask you something. If you are in a deep relationship with a person, a friendship with a person, 
what would, it, what would it do for you to just give them that grace of saying, they're a mess? They're a mess. What, like, you, have you ever like, heard something, read something about a person, and you're like, how could they ever do this? What if I were to say, if given the right circumstances, I'm capable of pretty much anything? You'd go, Naeem, you? Yeah, me. Because that's being self-aware. That's being self-aware. I don't want to put myself in that situation. But I'm telling you, given the right circumstances, we would do some really awful things that we would never do. And, as, and if people and even pastors not, don't acknowledge that, we're going to live in lies. We just got to know, hey, hey, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. Most days, I'm a, I'm a, I love Jesus. But there are some days. I mean, I'm like, I'm, I left Jesus home. You know, I'm like, hey, hang out. I'm going to go do something. You know, I'll come back. I'll come check on you. It's all good. I told neighbors, hey, he's, they're going to go check on you. That's all good. I'll come back. Because there are some days, I'm a mess. And I need and you need people in your life to go, hey, you're a mess. It's okay. Like how many of you have gone through something in the last couple of years? And man, and the, on the other side of grief, you don't even know who you are. Right. You don't even know who you are. You're a mess. You're a mess. Wouldn't it be awesome to have people, to even have a church that understands you're a mess? You're a mess. So Mosaic is full of people who are a hot mess. Hot mess. We, yeah, you might think, no, 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 you're a hot mess. Hot, hot, hot mess. So hot. And I don't mean hot as in, oh, my God, hot. No, I'm saying like, oh, what's wrong? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, close the doors. Oh, gosh, why are we doing that kind of hot mess? You're like, why would you do that hot mess? Just what, what's going on mess? But Mosaic is also filled with some, man, masterpieces, some unique pieces, just some, wow, wow. You've, you've owned, you've owned who you are. You've owned your flaws. You've owned it. That's the beautiful thing about you, your quirkiness, your, you, you, who you are. And then there are, people at Mosaic who are a mystery, who are not satisfied just going, I know who I am. No, you don't. You need to keep on growing, keep on evolving, keep on allowing the Holy Spirit to work in you, my friend. That's why the Holy Spirit has been given to you. You see, when you had a relationship with God, he could have said, okay, you're good, you're good, you're good. You believe, you're good, good, good. I'm gone. He goes, no, no, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. Why? Why would you do that for I'm good, though. No, 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 because you're not good. You mess. You're a mess. No, you, because I'm, I'm working in you. What do you think is happening right now as we move towards eternity? God is shaping this mysterious, this, this masterpiece, this mess that is you. To live with him in eternity. That's what it's all about. So, do people want to be with you? I pray they do, but let's be self-aware. Can I pray for you? Lord God, I thank you so much for uh, today. 
for this conversation. God, it's practical, but it's so, um, it's so needed for us. It's needed for us because for some of us, God, we are in a moment where we don't know how to interact with certain people in our lives. God, for some of us, it just are, we've gotten some messages and we've gotten some um, emails even for some of us and going, I don't know what this person's thinking and why they're acting this way. God, for some of us, we, we live with uh, people who are hostile and the environment that we're in, our home even, is, doesn't feel safe. And God, we don't know what's going on there. We don't know. But God, I do know that we can be fully alive in you, be fully aware in you, to all of a sudden know that we can be, in a sense, spirit aware, that we know, God, that you are moving in us, not just around us. So God, I pray, would you give us wisdom? And would you give us, God, the courage to say, God, we are a mystery. We are a mystery. We need to keep on growing. We are a masterpiece. We are, we are a mess. And that's why we need you. So today, again, we go, Jesus, I give you my life again. Again, I'm recommitting again to being with you. Would you forgive me and will you fill me? And would you take this relationship to the next level? because I like being with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.